You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 28. Have you ever met a new group of friends that are so in line with your beliefs that you think, I've met my people? That is exactly how I felt when I spoke to Holly and Jennifer. Their commitment to clean, toxic-free living really spoke to me. When I saw their products, their beautiful branding, and read what they stood for, I was sold. This amazing duo took a common concern and turned it into a business. Tune in until the end to hear the special offer that they have for you. Hi, Holly. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hi. Thank you, Maria. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. I would love for you to share your journey with Humble Suds. I love everything from the beautiful branding to the amazing concept of clean living. I just wanted to know if you could share with us where your dream started. I have three daughters and right now they're ages 11 and my youngest are nine-year-old twins. But back when my oldest was still a baby and I was pregnant with my twins, um, had this realization that I wanted and needed to learn more about children's health, raising children, particularly girls. So I was seeking out some resources and reading books on girls' health. And it was just sort of this rabbit hole I went down where I began learning about chemicals and their interaction with the body and body care products, cleaning products, and how they all affect the growing body of a child, um, male or female. So I quickly realized that I had multiple dangerous products in my home and needed to do something about it. So I threw it all out, threw out all my body care products, cleaning products, and I tried my best to replace those with products I could find in the store. But there were very many of these items that simply could not be found. So I resorted to making them myself, which was really fun, actually, at first and kind of exciting. I was making laundry soap in my food processor mm-hmm. and mixing you know, vinegar with essential oils to try to clean my countertops. But those formulas became pretty problematic in the amount of time that they took. And sometimes you just need to get a task done and move on and you need to clean your kitchen and you don't have 45 minutes to gather the ingredients and mix this product up. So after about a year or so, I became really frustrated that I still wasn't finding good and safe products in the stores. Some of the products marketed were marketed as natural, but they weren't effective. Or some products were marketed as natural and effective, but they weren't really safe. So I just had this light bulb moment that if nobody else was going to put this product out there in the market, then maybe I should do that. So that's really how Humble Sud started. And I had already gotten my feet wet with trying out multiple DIY recipes. And I thought it would be a lot of fun to bring some products to people which resembled old-fashioned DIY cleaning recipes that most of our grandparents were probably familiar with and bring them back into the market. Oh, I love that. And how did you decide on the name for the brand? Well, I it's really trial and error. I, I must have tried out 40 to 50 different business names. And I just kept going until I found one that had an available URL. But I was really looking for something that reflected a down-to-earth simplicity. And Humble Suds just really seemed to ring true for that. And I got really lucky that nobody else had previously stumbled upon it. I love the name and I love 
the branding part of it. And I was just curious, I think I had read somewhere along the line that maybe that's where Jennifer stepped into the picture. Yeah, absolutely. Jennifer and I met when our kids were students together in this cute little preschool. And we connected right away. We have a lot of things in common. One of them was we were both already making our own cleaning products. Jennifer and her husband were well-versed in all of those same areas. And another thing that really clicked with both of us is that we, we are not the kind of people who can learn new information that affects your life and not act on it, not make a change, you know, afterward. So, you know, some people can hear some information about toxicity in the home or toxicity in the diet and just kind of brush it off because it might seem sort of difficult to do anything about it. But neither one of us are like that at all. We both just like, oh my gosh, here's this new information. I'm making a change right now. Yeah, I'm with you there. I made a whole bunch of changes when my son was born. (laughs) I thought, oh my gosh, I can't feed him anything that's bad. And it started, like you said, this whole researching and making a lot of changes in terms of food and what we were eating and the the right amounts to feed him and stuff. So I, I really feel like once you know something, it would, I don't know, it almost seems wrong to turn away from it. So I love that you guys both chase this big dream. And is this something, Jennifer, that you were looking to pursue as well? Uh, the preschool that we were enrolling our children in, one of the reasons we wanted our children in that preschool is because the parents got to be really involved. And one of those tasks was actually being an assistant in the classroom. But one of the things Holly and I both were very concerned about was the fact that they required us to clean all the tables and you know toys, sanitize them with watered-down bleach. And we were just really upset about that and frustrated. And it actually turned out to be a requirement, um, a regulation in the school. So I felt like we, you know, initially started bonding over that. And um, Holly had talked about making her own cleaning products, as she mentioned. And we were making our own as well within our own home. And as Holly mentioned, once we learn something, we can't unlearn it. And we only want the best for our children as everyone else does. But there's only so much time in the world um, that we live in. So Holly, you know, obviously got this thing going, this amazing venture to empower others and enable them to have products that they can use to clean their homes that they don't have to be concerned about that actually bring joy into their home. And so that is where, you know, the whole rebranding came into play. You know, Holly does have an incredible design aesthetic that's just a natural gift that she has and had already dipped her toe in to designing the label and the packaging and the logo actually for a Humble Suds initial version. And whenever I had come on board, we started talking about, you know, maybe putting a new face on to the brand. And we sought some outside help, but have ultimately ended up really relying on our own preference and design. And so Holly, once again, once we had someone help us with our outside logo, we started on a new aesthetic for the packaging that we felt really exemplified what we were trying to bring into the world, you know, a beautiful cleaning product that you don't have to worry about and um, can bring some joy to your life for this task that we all are doing daily. Well, I love that the brand does reflect that. It's like it's a cleaning product, but it's also very clean in the branding. So I feel like it really speaks to what you're selling. Thank you, Maria. Yeah. So I was going to also ask, like with this current situation with the coronavirus, 
How are you guys finding that that's affecting the way people are cleaning? Because I've seen things from, you know, again, the whole bleach thing, you know, people recommending that. And I think, well, there's better solutions than that. And, you know, I feel like a lot of times people don't realize that a lot of the disease that we are facing today or even some of the hormones that are being interrupted are because of the things we're either breathing or putting on our bodies or on our countertops. So how do you feel that that's affected your sales or maybe your ability to convince people that really these products are equally as effective as something as harmful as bleach? I feel like we've lost some of the gains that the natural cleaning products industry has made in recent years. And when this pandemic hit, people very quickly reverted to looking for their bleach wipes or their Lysol wipes. And I guess that wasn't really surprising, but it's definitely disappointing. People have been recently uh, speaking up about scent marketing as well. And I think that came back into play during this time also, where people identify the smell of these strong bleach disinfectants with a clean home. And I, I don't feel like they feel they can relax in their environments without that smell. It's really unfortunate. But a lot of people are also very cognizant of the fact that disinfectants and antibacterials are a contributing factor to many of the problems in our world and continue along with us to keep going. And a lot of our mission with Humble Suds revolves around advocacy. So it just tells us that we have a lot more work to do in this current crisis and helping people learn or remember that the prepackaged disinfectants are not necessarily the way to go. They're not going to solve this problem. I think there is a lot of conflicting information being shared. And the topic of cleaning is very confusing to people anyways, outside of the coronavirus. And, you know, in addition to strong disinfectants or synthetic chemical cleaners, there's also this side of greenwashing where you think if something's natural, it's not effective. Or if someone says it's natural, you think it's safe. So there's a lot of information to sift through. And that's what we're hoping to solve for people is to, you know, do that research and be a resource for them to understand, you know, how can I protect myself and my family? And a lot of that information that we are sharing is actually from the CDC. And so when you look at cleaning and you look at disinfecting, they're two different things. So when you're looking at cleaning, it means you are actually removing something. When you're looking at disinfecting, you're talking about killing something. And a disinfectant doesn't clean and a cleaner doesn't disinfect. So in order to clean, a di actually, you know, if you wanted to disinfect a surface, you have to clean it first because a disinfectant isn't going to work on a surface that is dirty, um, meaning like there's crumbs and things like that. You need to remove those so the disinfectant comes in direct contact with any sort of viruses or bacteria. And then with those disinfectants, they're usually pretty toxic to you or your pets or your children, and you need to let them set for a good period of time. So with, say, uh, diluted bleach, for example, you need to let that set and completely dry on your surface in your kitchen. So most people aren't going to do that. Most of those wipes that they're getting are going to dry well before that period of time. So they're not getting to sit on that surface as long as it should. And what we've learned about the coronavirus is, is it is very susceptible to just soap. And that, you know, in itself, 
destroys the membrane of the coronavirus. And, and so that's why the CDC is really encouraging soap and water, soap and water, soap and water. When in these extreme environments where we need these heavy disinfectants to be completely certain, great, that's awesome. Um, but there's also these new natural ways to disinfect that we're learning about as well. So and what you're talking about, about bacterial resistance and things along those lines, we are compromising our immune systems by introducing these toxins or imitating the fact that we can kill a germ with this chemical rather than our immune defenses. So, you know, our goal is really to educate people about cleaning and disinfecting and when to know when to use each or and just to keep themselves safe and feel safe in their own environments. How do you send out this information? Is that an email or through social media? How do you educate your public? We do send newsletters and um, that information is usually on our website. We're in the process of increasing our content library on the website. There's just so much information that we have stored, but we're so focused on the production and trying to get the brand really where we want it to be that it's really been tricky to get that information actually onto paper, as I'm sure you can understand with your own. Oh, for sure. So it is a goal of ours to really start putting these things down on paper um, or on the, the web so people can, you know, readily access them. Right. Yeah. I feel like the biggest thing, the biggest struggle I had when I first started switching over to a more natural approach to things was we're used to the massive amount of suds that we get when we use, you know, a commercially made product. And I felt like I was having a hard time convincing myself that I was still getting the same type of cleanliness from using a more natural product. So I definitely believe you're right on by saying that it's more or less about education and having people understand that the facts are you're still cleaning or disinfecting. It's just not looking the way it used to before. Can you tell me what the hardest or the biggest struggle has been that you've had to overcome in your business? I think I can speak to that. For the first couple of years that Humble Suds existed, I was just trying to do everything all in one person. And I'd say that was the biggest struggle was overcoming the the hurdle of realizing that this is not something I can do all by myself. And so I had to tamp down my my pride and realize that I can't really take ownership of this business. This business is not going to succeed if I don't know when I need to let my guard down and ask for help. Another big thing that I have struggled with, I'm pretty extremely introvert. And as a business owner, uh, that's a pretty unique challenge. It can make it difficult uh, for me to be able to really put myself out there, put my brand out there. Um, the face of my brand out there. It makes selling difficult. It makes interacting with people at events difficult. What about you, Jennifer? Ah, I feel like it all goes back to time and prioritization. And there's such a learning curve with a product-based company and really trying to focus my attention on where it can make the most impact because at the root of Humble Suds is really this mission to educate and empower and ensure that whatever we're putting out there maintains that integrity. I feel like many companies have come onto the market with this goal and have drifted from that and just 
ideally sticking to that and having enough time to educate others while also putting that time into the business and understanding which route to go down. So my background is in marketing and public relations. And so I love being able to talk to reporters and tell them our our mission and our story and how we're going about that. But where I'm lacking greatly is in, say, you know, financial modeling or SEO and, and things along those lines. So and payroll and understanding taxes. And so we've been very lucky in that our husbands have been able to fill in some gaps for us there. But just the idea of taking off little pieces that you can actually digest along the way. So whether it's tackling, we actually outsourced and hired an Etsy SEO consultant off of Upworks because we couldn't quite um, master that algorithm. And I don't know if you've ever struggled with that, Maria, on how oh, yeah. we're sh- you know, shifting so much there and staying on top of that. So we've just been really trying to figure out where to focus our attention. And in the midst of this entire coronavirus, you know, we had the opportunity to introduce a hand sanitizer. And so that was a journey in itself. And one we've been able to happily, you know, provide a safe option, especially as you know, especially given the fact that so many of these hand sanitizers on the market now are coming to light to have you know, some toxic chemicals in them. Just uh, seizing those opportunities is a challenge in itself. And we almost didn't pursue it, but we decided to. And I really think it's allowed us to propel our business to the next level and, and reach new customers. And so really taking chances too on whether a product will work or not. I want to share a time-saving tip that we have been enjoying for the last year. We subscribe to ButcherBox in an effort to make our shopping trips less of a hassle. Our grocery bill is more predictable, but so is the quality of all the meat that we receive. All of the beef is 100% grass-fed. The pork is from heritage breeds and vegetarian-fed. The seafood is wild-caught, and the chicken is truly free-range. I love knowing that everything that comes in my butcher box order is of great quality. You can choose your box size and even customize what you get in your order. The best part is that you can find a ton of tutorials on their site on how to make each cut that arrives. They have great recipes and as a bonus, you can even enjoy watching the dry ice that comes in each box melt in your sink. I can't say enough great things about this company. Be sure to visit the show notes for a link to their page and to take advantage of this month's deals. Now back to the show. Well, I think that's so important that you're saying that you hired out because I struggled with that in the beginning too, trying to do everything. And then I realized, you know what? I don't know where I had heard it, but someone had said to hire your weakness. And I thought, yes, that is definitely what you need to do because it takes so much time to try to figure something out. And I would either not figure it out and just put it to the wayside or, you know, struggle with it for hours upon hours, which at that rate, I could have just paid somebody to fix it. So I think that's brilliant. And as far as the the hand sanitizer, I think that is such an important message to get out because at our school, before I homeschooled my kids for a few years, they had all the kids using hand sanitizer. And I noticed my daughter's hands were getting super chapped and I didn't know that they were making them do that after recess. And it was kind of frustrating because I was doing everything I could to feed them organically and to make sure that we were, you know, using safe products at home. And then they're going, to school and being doused with this hand sanitizer before lunch and then after recess. And I thought, well, it's kind of 
counterproductive to what I'm doing. So I love that you guys are providing a product that's safer because I do believe that it damages so much of the body's flora to have that bad chemical in there. Yeah, 100% on that note. I mean, while we are making hand sanitizer, we still highly encourage people to choose soap and water when they can because it's just much better um, for your you know, flora, as you mentioned, and your immune system. I mean, our hand sanitizer isn't compromising you, but, you know, it's, it's not something you just want to spray on instead of washing your hands if you have that option for any hand sanitizer. And, you know, what frustrates me, and I think Holly as well, is in hand sanitizers, you know, the alcohol within them, it's, it's required that they're denatured. Are you familiar with that term? No. Mm-mm. So what denaturing is, is they basically add a chemical to it to make it where someone might not want to consume it. Most of those denaturants are extremely toxic, but there are natural options out there, but it's so vague that companies don't necessarily have to reveal, you know, how they're denaturing their alcohol. So uh, we use a, a derivative of sugar that's actually more of like a bitter uh, that doesn't have any sweetness in it. You know, this is not something that's going to have a toxic effect on you. So, okay, going back to the product part, can you tell me about your best-selling products? Yeah, our primary product that we started out with was an all-purpose, um, which features natural grain alcohol, essential oils, comes in three fun and really enjoyable to use scents. And then we also have a laundry soap that's extremely popular. It's a dry laundry soap as opposed to a liquid and it features coconut oil, soap flakes, oxygen powder, essential oils in that as well. So you get a nice little uplifting zing as you're loading your detergent into the machine. Just this year, we rolled out a concentrate line. So we're trying to reduce our environmental footprint. So we have these really fun little glass vials of an all-purpose cleaning concentrate, and it comes in all three of our scents. So you can use your existing Humble Suds bottle uh, and refill it with these beautiful and highly recyclable glass bottles that come with little aluminum caps. We also have a couple of other products such as dryer balls. We have a really amazing cleaning scour paste. We call it scour and it's baking soda and soap based product that will seriously just knock through soap, scum, bathtub rings, dirty grout. Um, It's a pretty amazing product. I love that, especially the the little glass bottles, although I have such a hard time throwing away any of those bottles. I'm not sure what I keep them for, but usually I use them for vases or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a cute idea. Yeah, we're in the process of trying to figure out how we can do a, you know, a full loop recycling system where we're not necessarily having to break things down once again, so people could return their bottles. And yeah, so it's, it's definitely a part of our mission too, and not to make the planet, you know, a dirtier place while we're trying to clean up our lives. And um, on the note of, you know, what Holly was saying about our products, what I particularly love about them is how multi-purpose they are. So I'm not having to buy, say, you know, a floor cleaner or an oven cleaner. So I can use my cleaning paste, you know, I can drop it in a toilet if I want to. I can use it on my tubs. I can use it on my produce, even on my hands. It actually like leaves your hands softer. 
after you're using it, which is usually not the case, as I'm sure you know. And it lasts forever. We're actually looking at shrinking that container because some of our products just last so long that we want to make sure that they're still, you know, in great shape whenever people get to the bottom of them. And where are your products sold apart from Etsy? Are you anywhere else? Yes. You can find our products on humblesuds.com as well as Etsy.com. And we're actually in a number of boutiques and higher-end natural grocery stores in the country. So Erewhon Market in the California, LA area, and um, select natural grocers in Colorado as of now. Okay, that's great. So in regards to selling wholesale, what has that process been like? Yeah, it's been an adventure. So our very first um, wholesale account was Natural Grocers Vitamin Cottage. Um, They've been really wonderful to work with. And I feel that we were fortunate to dip our toes into the wholesale market with that as our beginning point. They've got this great low-key family vibe. And so we started working with them pretty quickly. I want to say it was in 2015 that we started stocking in some Denver area natural grocers. And it's really just been a joy to work with them. And we remain on shelves at uh, multiple locations here in Colorado. Are you creating any new products? Oh, always. Yeah, we're always creating new products. Right now, we're trying to hone in on our packaging and eliminate, further eliminate plastics, which we've almost succeeded in doing entirely, but we have a little bit more work to go. And we're always looking for new fun products that are needed in the marketplace and aren't available. One thing we'd really love to do would be uh, a hand soap or a dish soap. I, I think I saw you moved into a new building. Is that right? Yes. So something that we have been working toward for the past couple of years, and it finally happened, and we quadrupled our production space when we moved in. So um, it's really exciting. It's a beautiful uh, place as well. It makes it a lot more enjoyable to come here to our new production studio every day and work. And just having the space and these big, beautiful windows, as you can imagine, it's been really nice. And it's going to open a lot more opportunities opportunities for us to grow as well. Will it also be a retail space or just warehouse? We really love the idea of having it um, serve also as a retail space, but that is a plan in the works and not something that we're implementing this time. So going back to the beginning, uh, what has been the biggest difference with having a partner? Oh, it's hard to identify just one. The biggest difference is just having another person to bounce ideas off. It can feel really terrifying and isolating to be making decisions by yourself just without some great feedback from somebody who is really on the same level as you, who cares about these things in the same way that you do. A lot of my weak points, Jennifer makes up for. I feel like uh, we complement each other, I think is what I'm really trying to say. So where I lack in communication abilities, Jennifer has an amazing strength. And just having somebody to share the daily pains and excitements and wins and losses is pretty amazing all around. It's something I wish I had done at the very beginning versus starting out alone as I did and then realizing belatedly that I could really use a partner to help me build it. So what was that like? How many years did you have your business before Jennifer joined? 
we weren't officially partners until probably more like 2018. And then really kind of got going on the rebranding and the other retail partners and things. So it's been great. It's been really exciting. I mean, with a business like this, it's, as you know, Maria, probably like one day you're on cloud nine and the next day you're like really concerned like about sustainability and whether all your energy and efforts are, you know, going to pay off in, in terms of like our mission of, you know, empowering others to access these type of products and be able to learn about them because you can create it. But if others don't know about it, then it's hard to really make that impact. So, I mean, it's like, I don't know, like Holly and I had had like discussions prior to this of like, you know, well, when do we say when, you know what I mean? And, and just kept persevering and really focusing on what was the important, the, the important points of why we were doing this. And we we're so, I'm so thrilled and grateful that we've been able to reach this milestone of our own location. Oh, for sure. It looks like a beautiful building. Going back to what you were saying about marketing and getting the message out, I feel like it's hard enough to market your business, but then also to have to educate the consumer on why your product is better than what they've been used to for their whole lives. I think that's another challenge all in itself. So I can see where it would be a little bit of a struggle and it must be so helpful to have somebody to keep each other accountable and cheering each other on because otherwise it could get really overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I'm very sensitive to is I don't really want to ever come across to people as I'm trying, just trying to sell something. I really want them to know that the reason I'm doing this at all is because I care so much and because we believe very strongly that our product solves this problem. And the fact that we prioritize people and we respect people and we prioritize their health and their well-being over profits. And it's a really delicate line to straddle. And I really think it takes two people to construct that narrative. Yes, for sure. And what tips would you have for a small business owner going into the product market or maybe into a partnership? I can share one of the big mistakes I made right off the bat. I was really hung up on, I have this great product, but are people actually going to spend money to buy it? Like what would somebody pay for a product like this, say an organic all-purpose cleaner? And so what I did is I decided what I thought people were willing to pay for this product. And then I priced it at that point. And with the thought that, oh, as I grow, I can scale and I can start to grow my margins that way. And I learned belatedly that I should have just the product out there at the value that I really felt it was worth and what the packaging and my time was worth as well. And if people share your passion and your concern, then your business is going to grow and succeed. And so I have that backwards, if that makes sense. And so oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think everyone struggles with that in the beginning, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I was almost embarrassed to assign a price to my product. I, I don't know why I was still so conscious about that. But when Jennifer came came on to help me. That was one of the biggest challenges I think that she faced was helping me fix this mess I had made over the pricing. Yeah, I would say just take a chance. Like you said, with your relationship with that retailer, just don't wait, just 
put it out there. And, and sometimes it's about being patient too. So with Erewhon, our, our new retailer that we got in January, I had reached out to them, I think in October or November, just on a whim. I'd heard that about what their mission was and how they are focused on the highest quality ingredients with products with the most integrity. And I was like, that's us. So just shot them a note and she wrote me back pretty quickly and was like, Hey, we'd love samples. And we sent samples, but then we kind of just set back, you know, now that's not always what you should do. But, you know, in that case, we really lucked out. And it was in January when she came back and, you know, like, we'd love to carry all of your SKUs in all of our stores. And it was just such an exciting turning point for us. And not only that, but we were introducing our new packaging at that very point. So we were also in this mode of like, oh, no, they've had our old packaging. Do we send our new packaging? And oh. <laughs> <laughs> and things like, funny things like that. One of the things that led to the beginning of Humble Sets is that even for the person who really wants to understand what sort of products and ingredients they're bringing into their home, It's so convoluted and you have these massive lists of unpronounceable chemicals and processed agents. And I I really feel like it's impossible for most people to really know what any of it is. And we felt that the key is to just keeping the ingredients simple and very basic so that you don't create that problem and they can really trust themselves to make those decisions. Right. No, that's great. And I I think the, you know, the newsletter and educating everybody is really going to be helpful too, because it, it would make me feel more comfortable knowing that there is research out there or that I truly am doing what I'm trying to do by buying this product. And it's not as difficult to give up, you know, the, the bad stuff otherwise. Yeah. And Jennifer talked earlier about her efforts to start cranking out some educational content for consumers, but she has actually been pretty busy on Instagram and sharing some really helpful tips with, say, she just recently refinished her hardwood floors in her home and she had to put a lot of thought into how that was going to affect her family or purchasing a new mattress and things like that. So we do have some really helpful content for healthy home living on our Instagram stories, thanks to Jennifer's efforts. Oh, that's great. I always feel like it's better to lead with some valuable information. I really love that you're educating people because it is completely overwhelming. Everything from the food to the products to, like you were saying, the furnishings, it's just, you want to make the environment the best for your kids and your family. And it just becomes really, really overwhelming really quick. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, to Holly's point earlier, once we've learned something, we just can't, you know, brush it under the rug. We have to act on it. I mean, both of us have all of this information stored of, you know, what we've swapped out our cooking, you know, our pans and things for what we, you know, what our plates and cups and things like that in our home, all kinds of different things. We built a home. So, and I think Holly did a lot of renovation and just all that, what you want to use in your home when you're building it or in the new furnishing, all the off-gassing and all of that. It's, it can be very scary and overwhelming, but I just kind of took a heads-on, uh, tackling approach to the whole thing and just thought, well, I'm just going to do what I can with what I have. That's great. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I think it's so inspiring to see somebody take an idea and something that they're using in their daily life and make it into this beautiful business. Thank you, Maria. We really appreciated um, visiting with you about this and we're honored. 
Well, there you have it, my friend. Two busy moms making a big impact in the world. It's super inspirational to know that when the market doesn't offer what you need, that you have the power to fill that void. Holly and Jennifer were not restricted because of their small children. They used them as the motivation to pursue something better. Whenever I hear stories like this, I realize that it really just boils down to goals, determination, and time management. As far as the products go, I've had the great pleasure of using Humble Suds, and I am in love. I can't wait for you to give them a try. Holly and Jennifer are offering 10% off of your first order. Check the show notes for the link. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 